one. Three, two, one. There it is. Welcome in Husker Extra Podcast. I'm Parker. They're simple. It's Friday afternoon. We're thinking that we're going to be joined by Baz in progress here at some point once he gets done calling the hogs. Do you want to? Should we begin the proceedings as we typically do with a woo pig suey? We don't begin the proceedings that way. I know. You might not, but it's always the last thing I do before the podcast. <laughs> they were doing it in the in the crowd today at Fayetteville. Did you notice? Oh yeah, that? they were. I did. Oh heck yeah. So yeah, that they place were is getting packed. Yeah, yeah. It looks beautiful down there too. Mm-hmm. It certainly so, does. So Baz, <laughs> it does. It looked beautiful. It was sun shiny. There was a lot of people. Um, yep. They were getting pressed, but I think they opened it up, didn't they? Yeah. Arkansas. The last I saw was ten three. Arkansas was, it was three to three into the third. Um, yeah, it was three to nothing. It was three to nothing, and actually, uh, the New Jersey Institute of Technology had two on and two out with a three no- uh, three to two lead in the top of the fourth, maybe. And the, and uh, Dave Van Horn brought on cops, their closer. Uh, with two outs and a guy absolutely tagged the ball to center field uh, really off of cops. Yeah. I would have scored two runs with two outs and their center fielder made like a full out straight back diving catch. Hello. Wiped, wiped two runs off the board to keep it at three to two instead of it going to five, two and then Homer lead off the next inning and tie the game. Wow. Uh, Christian Franklin, I think his name yeah. is good player. Okay, well, then we're talking on 449. Nebraska plays at 7 o'clock tonight yep. against Northeastern, which is located in Boston. In fact, they play a mile away. They play their games a mile away from Fenway. Um, there you go. I didn't know that. I didn't know where Northeastern was at the beginning of the week. So it's like, a, it's like a Nor'easter. That's what they say up there, right? Did you know it was in Boston? I didn't know it was in Boston. Yeah, they play. They play um, just a mile away from Fenway. Hmm. I, right, on, I, right I, on the right on the Brookline or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, we want to talk football. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk football until Baz gets here. Assuming that he gets here in the next, he's he's literally he's driving to Fayetteville. So, or Fayetteville. do you want to talk NBA? Do you want to talk Lillard? Is that what? Let's we not. Want? Let's not talk about Lillard. <laughs> um, let's not talk about. Your former guy, emphasis on former, King being eliminated. Yeah. Let's not talk about any of that on a more leisurely podcast. We can talk about that. But we got stuff to get to because it's a super, it's a busy weekend on the recruiting front. Thank Lincoln, you. I'm leaving in like 30 minutes to head toward Friday Night Lights, number one in Lincoln. The Nebraska's got eight official visitors. And they've extended at least one scholarship offer um, today out of a workout. So there's a lot going on. We're basically just going to talk football and talk recruiting until Baz gets here. Uh, we'll get the rundown on what's going to be obviously a big weekend in, in Fayetteville at the regional. And then uh, we'll call it quits. Probably short today, but maybe we'll have to make up for it next week or something like that simple. Um, there's a lot going on and a lot's going to change by the time the weekend's over. So it's yeah. just sort of like a quick late Friday primer to get you going into your weekend. And here in Lincoln, it's the first week, obviously, just like it is all over the country, of the dead period being lifted after more than a year. 
it's a huge basketball recruiting weekend. They've got a couple four stars, a couple five stars on campus. Isaac Trout from Grand Island is making his official visit this weekend. Um, they've got some, they've got some like real dudes in. Um, Simeon Wilcher, who's the younger brother of CJ Wilcher, who just transferred in from Xavier. Uh, Simeon Wilcher is one of the best players in the 23 class. He's on campus for an unofficial. Um, so there's a lot happening on that, on that front. Football-wise, eight official visitors. We can talk about any of them that you're interested in, Simple. We've also got a rundown of who they are on the Journal Stars website. And interestingly, also, you know, they worked out a bunch of kids today and, and they offered a scholarship out of it. Jordan Vandenberg is a, uh, a defensive lineman from Iowa Western. You know, they just played this spring in April, um, but he's eligible to, he's a, he's a full qualifier. He just played his freshman year. He's got four years of eligibility left, but he's eligible to jump right to a power five school um, this summer. Nebraska likes him. They offered him today after he worked out, he's camping at Iowa tomorrow and Penn state later in June. So I don't think the offers are done rolling in for him, but it's just sort of like a, every couple hours, there's something else that pops up on the recruiting front. Um, because of the Parker, it's June 4th. Yeah. Um, we knew, I mean, we knew June was going to be big. You knew you were going to be busy. Um, at this point, I'm starting to think I should, I need to jump in and help with some of the reporting. Um, you're doing fine, but man, it is probably all you thought it would be and more, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's multi. It's it's multifaceted. I guess is the best way to put it. You know, they're working out kids that are like Braden Lofton, for example, is a kid from. Uh, you know, he's from Omaha. He played last year at Lewis Central. He's playing again this fall at Lewis Central in, in Council Bluffs. You know, he worked out for the staff today. So a guy like that who, they, he could end up having a really good senior year and get an offer right right, you know, down the way somewhere. Um, you know, that's a possibility all the way through having a guy who they probably want to be their quarterback in the class, Richard Torres uh, mm -hmm. on campus right now, all the way through to offering a guy like Jordan Vandenberg who could be back and starting summer school at wherever he commits to in the next few weeks. And then, Oh, by the way, you know, they got a five-star uh, a former five-star recruit and an Ohio state transfer defensive back Tyreek Johnson on campus for, an official visit, you know, midweek. Um, and so, you know, that that's, you sort Man. of, when, when you laid it Man. out before June, you said, okay, ideally they'll look at a lot of kids. They'll get to see a lot of kids in person. A lot of kids will take their official visits and oh yeah, they might also fill their two spots left for 2021. You just didn't, you know, two of the candidates, it would seem at this point for those two spots, Tyreek Johnson and, and, and this Jordan Vandenberg, are on campus in the first four days of the month, you know, so that it's, a, it's just an interesting time. It's a, it's a very active time. And um, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes because the train's not, not slowing down until the dead period hits again, June 28th. And I mean, without going too far with the conversation, you would say Nebraska at this point appears to be in pretty good position with Tyreek Johnson. I think so. I mean, the fact that he came here right when the dead period opened, uh, did the, you know, full official visit a couple of days, you know, he's here uh, Wednesday, Thursday, I think, I think he left campus probably this morning. My understanding of it, you know, things change, right? I mean, one phone call can change a lot in recruitment, but my, my understanding of it is that he doesn't have other visits set up at this point. So he's got time. That doesn't necessarily mean anything's imminent, especially when, you know, you've got pedigree like he does 
he wants to take other visits, I'm sure that that will be a possibility for him. But as it stands right now, leaving campus, certainly, um, you know, Nebraska looks like they're in a pretty good position there. Yeah, he's uh, now what what we're hearing is he would I mean, he's he's ostensibly a corner, but he could be a safety. Right. Um, so we don't know exactly where Nebraska wants him. He, as you have pointed out, he has three years. Yeah. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't in the top group at Ohio state. Um, which is why, which is why he's here. He played high school ball for a time with Dante Williams, which is why he's here too, probably. Right. Yeah. He, he is, a, this is pretty amazing. He played high school football with Deontay Williams in like 2015. Like a lo- like like a long time ago. Yeah, that's a long. A long that's back a long when Deontay Williams was just a young man. Um, <laughs> but you know, because Deontay Williams went, uh, you know, he was an SEC recruit. Then he went to junior college. Uh, got hurt in junior college. Then he was a JUCO transfer in Nebraska's 2018 class. So now, because of injury, redshirt, extra year, he's going into his fourth season with Nebraska this year. 18, 19, 20, now 21. So, yeah, he was a um, 2016, class of 2016 recruit, I think, originally out of high school uh, before he ended up in, in JUCO. So, but Tyreek Johnson, five-star guy coming out of high school, yeah, when I was doing some research on him back when he first actually went in the portal uh, a few weeks ago, the, the story that popped up was like a Bleacher Report story about how Urban Meyer offered Tyreek Johnson a scholarship to Ohio State when he was in eighth grade. Um, eighth grade. So yeah, so he's one of those guys. I mean, you know, he was a blue chipper in high school. Obviously, he hasn't bro- he didn't break through and, and play extensively in Ohio State secondary. Played in 12 games over the past two years. Uh, like you mentioned, Sipple has three years of eligibility left. So it's interesting when you think about Nebraska's secondary, you think about it as a strength. Like a, for 2021, you think about it as an area of strength. And it is, basically. They've got two seniors at safety in, in Williams and Markel Dismuke. Um, you know, Cam Taylor Britt might be the best player on the roster at, at one corner. They really yep. I think, like and trust Quentin Newsom and Braxton Clark at the other corner. After that, the, the depth at safety maybe is a little bit that Travis Fisher likes the potential of Miles Farmer, who's played a little bit now, and Noah Pola Gates. At corner, it's a little bit of a different conversation because after those top three, you've got Nadab Joseph, you've got Taman Lynham. And you've got Marquise Buford, Lineham and Buford are freshmen. They're, they're both hurt during the spring. And Joseph got hurt late in the spring as a junior college guy who still just hasn't played a lot of real live football over the past three years. So they've got bodies and they've got guys whose talent they like, but they don't have like a lot of experience depth after what looks like a really good top line. So that's sort of like Tyreek Johnson. And then don't forget in this conversation, in the 2020 recruiting class alone, Nebraska lost three defensive backs to the transfer portal, Henry Gray, Ronald Delancey, and um, Jaden Francois. So it's like, it doesn't jump out to you as an obvious, like, hey, Nebraska's got to plug a hole at defensive back because that's not really the situation, but they don't have a ton of functional high-end depth beyond their top line. And a bunch of those guys are going to leave after this year. In fact, three of them for sure are Williams, Dismuke, and Taylor Britt. So 
Uh, it's a 2021 play, but it's a, it's a depth play beyond that too. I, yeah, you, that was a perfect summation. Now, the other story that you've written this week that of more, I, I'd say, I guess I'd call it of more local interest was Jake, Jake Applegate, yeah. the Lincoln Southeast. We're going to call him an, a linebacker. I would say an outside linebacker. He worked out for Nebraska on day one yep. uh, of this period opening and then immediately drew a scholarship offer. And it looks like his recruitment will heat up, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, he worked out for Nebraska, picked up an offer on June 1st, and then on June 2nd, you know, participated in a camp at the University of Minnesota, picked up an offer there too. So he went from a no-ranking two-star guy to having two Big Ten West offers in 48 hours. Um, and that's just – I mean, it's, it's funny. There's a couple points I guess I would make on that. One is that that's pretty impressive for Jake Applegate to take advantage of the opportunity yeah. given to him uh, that quickly. And then the other thing is like, I hear a lot of people say, say, like, I've got to ask this a lot. Like, is Nebraska going to get any four-star recruits in this class? Like, why are they mm -hmm. recruiting this guy? He's a, a low three-star recruit. And like, don't get me like 24 seven sports and rivals, they do a great job and they work really hard. And mm -hmm. this is also a more difficult year than maybe any year ever to like have accurate uh, rankings on guys right now. I mean, they're never perfect, obviously. They're usually pretty good. Um, but this year's a really tough one. So, like, just because Jake Applegate isn't, like, real highly ranked at this point doesn't mean that he's not going to end up a coveted guy this this month and, good point. and, and on into the summer. Uh, and just because a Great guy point. might be a four-star at this point doesn't mean he's going to end up getting recruited by all the heavies either. So I think you'll see a lot of shakeup in that stuff over the next few weeks, but that's just a mini soap. And, and, we, and, and look at who's joined us. Five-star all the way. Yeah. One-star. Big-time big corner. Half-star. Big-time corner. Corner stump. Half-star. Bad work habits. Lazy. <laughs> look at where are you? In that hotel. What's that hotel I, called? This is the Candlewood Inn and Suites, uh, about a mile oh, north yes. of Bomb Stadium, where Nebraska is going to take on Northeastern here in a couple hours. How was the drive? Yeah, it, was, it was long. I left at about nine thirty this morning. And walked into my hotel room four minutes ago. Oh, so, so a lot, of, really a lot got... of construction going on around Kansas City. A lot of construction going around here north of Fayetteville. A lot of standstill traffic. Sounds great. Okay. It was, it was arduous, I would say. I call it arduous. <laughs> it was an arduous journey. Yeah. You look, it was you good look practice fresh. for this fall. You I feel great. Fresh. I haven't showered for like two days. So I oh, feel that's good. good. I smell that's good. good. <laughs> I'm doing well. Seems like you're thriving. <laughs> Things are fine. <laughs> I'm Healthy. Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I feel great. Couldn't feel better. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I five-hour energy maybe um, yeah you're gonna, gonna have to, have, you're gonna have to do the two over there at blom yeah I don't, i'm not sure what the what the uh the sponsorship situation is at bomb um we'll find out i'm gonna guess coke we're in coke country down here so we'll find out they're in the the media work area is in the randall tyson track and field center so maybe we'll get like some tyson chicken to go with our coke that would be hey White fried chicken and Coke always sounds good to me. Not bad. You can do a lot worse. Yeah. yeah. That sounds great. Okay, sounds Baz. Great. That sounds great. You got, you got a ball game tonight at 7 o'clock. 
We do. Yeah. We got a ball game, Nebraska Northeast. We also have a ball game going on right now. Kind of uh, a little bit. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but uh, oh, we all, we talked about it right at the top of the show. Yeah, NJIT making making life difficult on the uh, on the Hogs down here. Um, they were forced to throw their their top guy already, Kevin Cops. I see. Uh, I see. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. I see the Hogs yeah. have the bases loaded here in the bottom of the seventh. So, and the score is it's ten to five. They should be um, okay. It's 10 to 5. It was 3 0 NJIT. They had the bases loaded, and Arkansas made like a great running catch in the gap to save a couple more runs. Then they brought in Cops and he shut the door. That was that was when Cops came in. That was the first battery face. The guy just there actually was tagged it to center. Okay. Let's let's ask Bazic a tough question right out of the gate, Parker. Right, do it. What would what would represent a successful regional for Nebraska? Well, winning it. That's not that hard of a question. <laughs> well, okay, but outside short of, of winning it, do you mean? Yes, yeah, short of winning it. Well, just playing like they have all year. I mean, they're 31 and 12. You know, they're they're pretty good. You play like you have all year and you're going to have a chance to win every game you play here. You know, I think I think Arkansas has been built up over this week as like this impenetrable monolith that nobody can touch ever and Nebraska's just got no shot. Why are they even showing up sort of thing? And look what happened today. They were down 3 nothing in the third inning. You know, it's it's there for Nebraska if they can play well. And I'm not saying Nebraska is going to win this thing, but play like you did against Michigan, play like you did the weekend before against Ohio State and Indiana, and you're going to have a shot. And that's all you can ask for in the postseason is give yourself a shot. You know, you have to win this first one tonight. I think that's that goes without saying probably because you're just behind the eight ball if you lose that first game. So that's why you throw Povich tonight. You need Cade Povich to do what he's done all year, and you should win that game. And then you get to tomorrow and you figure it out. And if that means you're playing Arkansas at night in bomb stadium, which is absolutely no picnic, then that's what it is. But it's not this impossible mountain that Nebraska has to climb. They, they can do damage down here, but they have to play like they have the vast majority of this year. And if they do that win or lose that I'd call that a successful weekend. Okay. One, one other question. In recent NCAA tournament appearances, Nebraska, the issue largely has been lack of offense. What makes this team different, in your opinion? They're, they have more ways to score. They have more ways to move runners. Um, they're not afraid to steal. They play, they play what would now be considered an unconventional style, I would say. You know, they're not afraid to bunt. They're not afraid to bunt for a hit. Um, they're not afraid to, to steal bases, to put guys in motion, hit and run, run and hit. They've stolen home this year in a game. And it's, it's not an offense that's reliant on maybe one or two guys having good games every week. They have guys up and down the order that have done the done damage for them. They have several guys with home runs. You obviously have your big bats in the middle. And we all know who those are, you know, with Spencer Schwellenbach, you know, Max Sanderson, guys like that. Jackson Hallmark at the top of that lineup. Joe Ackers had a really nice year. They they have kind of the power bats, but it's not like they're relying on those same two, three, four guys every week. They they have different guys that can hurt you. So if, if it is Arkansas tomorrow that Nebraska ends up playing, should they win tonight? It's not like they're going to say, you know what, we don't have much of a chance unless Spencer Schwalmbach gets three hits. That's just not how they play. They, they can do it a lot of different ways. I think that's maybe the biggest difference between this team and like you mentioned, some of those past teams where they were, they were just so reliant on a couple of big bats to try and score their runs for them. All right. Um, 
And it's interesting too, because like there's history working against him too, right? Like you go back two years ago and think about what happened. They were playing Oklahoma state at night, Oklahoma state's the top seed in that regional and Nebraska's up five, nothing late. And they look like you're in the driver's seat and Oklahoma state just hits a Titanic home run off of Colby Gomez, who was probably Nebraska's best pitcher at the time. He was their closer. And you go back to the years before that, you go back to the CW, since the CWS year in 05, and I think the record's 5-14 and 14 in regionals, something like that. And that's with, you know, it, they just haven't had a lot of success. And they've lost to, you know, the Yales and the Holy Crosses of the world, teams like that. This this is no gimme tonight. They, they no. need to go take care of business. And you're playing a team that's 36-10, and 10, that won its conference tournament. That, that has confidence, that plays a similar brand of baseball to what you do. They're going to try and steal bases, put pressure on the defense, those sorts of things. Nebraska's going to have to play well. You know, we can talk about successful weekend and potentially playing Arkansas and things like that, but they got to beat Northeastern tonight first. Let's worry about that. I think that's a big reason why we saw um, Will Bolt stick with Cade Povich tonight. They're, they're throwing the ace tonight, you know, because you have, you have to win the first one. You just have to, or it's just so – it's so taxing and so hard to try and come back through the bracket if you lose that first game. Hey, Bass, you you were at that Oklahoma City game, right? I was. Yeah, that guy smoked. That guy smoked that home run like through the through the scoreboard. Yeah, there's a, it was a brick. It was a Bricktown ballpark. Um, they they couldn't play in Stillwater because there was like flooding at the field in Stillwater or something. So they moved it to Bricktown down in Oklahoma City, and Colby Gomez comes in and is throwing cheddar, throwing 95, 96. And their big bopper stepped up. And it was, I mean, from the second you heard the sound, it was a it was a no-doubter. And it, there's these big letters out in left field that say Bricktown Ballpark. And he hit it through, I forget which letter it was, but it put it put a hole right through the letter. I mean, it was it was a monster. It was a no-doubt shot. And that, that Kobe Gomez, so he hurt he his arms hurt. Is that why he's not pitching this year? Yeah, had some shoulder surgery uh, in the offseason. Um, was wearing a brace for the early part of the year. He's had the brace off the last few weeks and just going through recovery. So he'll be back next year. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge, I mean, if he comes back like he was, that's a man. I mean, that's a huge piece for that program. He was good. He's good pitching. Well, yeah. Especially if you was considering you're losing your closer after this year, who's probably going to get drafted in the first two, three rounds of the draft somewhere. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. Yellow. Shwello. Shwello. Shwello, more like Shwello. Chance more for like Spencer I just about fell over my chair there. I don't know if you oh, saw so. that or not. <laughs> Man, yeah. I went down. That's um, okay. Oh, this is a chance for Spencer Schwellenbach too, right? Like he's going to be on the national stage. Like, and he's a dude. We've all seen him play. But this, you can add this to the list of things that maybe hurt the Big Ten by playing a conference-only schedule. Is there's not a lot of people outside the Big Ten that have seen him, and. Certainly Nebraska fans know how good he is. Certainly the people in the big 10 know how good he is. He's named the big 10 player of the year, but if he has a big weekend, you know, if, if he has a big game tonight and say they, they, they get Arkansas tomorrow and say, you know what, we're going to start Spencer Schwellenbach on the map. Hello. He goes out and he goes out. Hello. He goes out and gives you, (laughs) and just throwing 96, 97, 98 with movement and, and keeping Nebraska in that game. You're talking about a guy turning himself into a star and making himself a lot of money, you know, potentially. So it's a fascinating weekend, I think, from a, from a lot of different angles. Yeah. There, there's, you can look at the end of, obviously, Dave Van Horn, Will Bolt, the dynamic yeah. that I wrote about. Um, I mentioned Northeastern, the way they want to steal bases and run, and Nebraska's throwing a guy that's 
one of the best pickoff pitchers in the country, probably in Cade Povich. So how does that, how does Northeastern's offense operate against Nebraska controlling the running game? Nebraska's history in this thing, a chance to, to beat the number one national seed and, and make a name for yourself and prove how good you are. There's, there's no shortage of storylines down here. Yeah. You know what guys, what we may consider doing is regrouping on Monday and doing this again. Yeah. I, I was thinking that that's, that's what I was thinking. When I was thinking we might have to make up for a short one tonight with a, with a double with a next week, next week, double. Now we'll see where Bazzy's at. I mean, Bazzy could be driving back, but. Yeah, could be watching an elimination game. Could be watching a championship game Monday too, depending on how the weekend. Okay. Goes. Oh, it looks Let's like you've got a nice. Con- it looks like you've got a nice connection there in the Candlewood Inn and Suites. So yeah, it's it's solid. I got a little back. I got a little wind light coming in from the window over here. Um, you look good. You look like you're glowing. Yeah, I got, thank you. I appreciate that. I got a stove here. I got a full size. Oh man, microwave. So, might go shoot me a feral razor back and grill up some pork chops at some point this weekend. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. There's about looks like there's about twelve thousand feral Razorbacks over at Bomb Stadium, but maybe let just you know be be nicer to them. Yeah, I'll be nice to them. I'm out, I'm outnumbered. I see Arkansas scored twice more in the bottom of the seven. It's now twelve to five. The They're eight. pretty good. They're pretty good. I've sort of learned at my age, Bass. You're starting to advance a little bit on those trips. You got to be careful what you eat. Yeah, um, I know it. I'm I've concerned. run into some problems. I uh I had a plan today. I was going to stop in uh, Platte City, Missouri, just north of Kansas City, you know, get a, get a Jimmy John's sandwich, you know, keep it relatively light. Well, the exit the, the, that you take to get to all the restaurants was closed, which I didn't realize. So I ended up going to Arby's um, later on down the line. Oh, gut nice. bomb. Oh, gut bomb. <laughs> Been sat in standstill traffic on 435 going around KC <laughs> for a while. Nice. <laughs> then, I, uh, then I made a stop in Nevada, Missouri gas it's it's been a it's been you know i've had to battle some adversity today i'm not gonna lie i don't <laughs> like to talk like about it you know i'm not gonna sit here and cry woe is me but it's you know I, we got through it and we're gonna go to the game tonight we're gonna get through it again and we're gonna wake up tomorrow and, and try one more time <laughs> that's the at spirit least, at least at least one more time yeah well, well let's okay that's that's a good spot let's call it there baz has baseball to attend to i'm headed down to friday night lights uh, whenever you listen to this, you can find coverage from all of that stuff uh, at huskerextra.com. Simple. Are, you're shaking your head. You have something else we need to get to. No, I'm just thinking about the young bulls that got to do a lot of work tonight. The young bulls. Why don't yep. you go over to Friday Night Lights, Sip? Because <laughs> I got to I gotta figure out ESPN3 with tricks. <laughs> tell, Mario, tell Mario you want to throw the ball around a little bit on Friday Night Lights. <laughs> if you can get a I good got a bad off. shoulder. I got a bad shoulder. You know that. I got a bad shoulder. Well, you can maybe, maybe just, you know, are you going to be able to get through the mailbag? Is that, will that work still? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm doing. Okay. As I'm doing the mailbag. Well, it's about time. It was only supposed to be in the paper this morning. So. <laughs> wow. 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 All right. Wow. So you can, you can wow. find Sipple's mailbag. You can find coverage from the NCAA original wow. Fayetteville from Baz. You got recruiting and Friday Night Lights coverage too, all at HuskerExtra.com. Maybe we'll swing back on Monday. Don't hold your breath, but we should do it. So let's loosely plan on it. Uh, And then we'll be back at the end of next week, too, obviously, to talk about what will be another big week. So uh, for Baz in Arkansas, there's Sipple. I'm Parker. Thanks for watching.